Please listen carefully. <clears throat> Y'all good? Can I do this? Yeah, yeah go for it. This. Welcome back to Everyone and Their Sister. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. Hello. It's been a while. It's been a long time. It's been a little bit. We haven't recorded in a while. Clearly, we're not flailing. We're not restarting this recording a bunch of fucking times. I don't know how to it's talk. Been a couple months. We're fucking experts. Yeah, but you never learned how to. Words. Words just fall out of my mouth. Yeah. That is generally how I, talking works. That's generally. Do no. they fall out of your mouth? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't think about anything I say before I say it. <sighs> Wish I could say the same. I always think about it. I think about it too much, in fact. Yeah, I know. You That's should... why our conversations take forever. Wow. Conversation is... with Nat. We have begun with insults on this <laughs> podcast. I have a friend, and I like to stick to it. <laughs> and I like the idea that a conversation with you is me talking very quickly, and then a five-minute silence while you compose yourself to reply. It is exactly what happens. Sometimes I have to think back to what you said and file it. <laughs> For example, like, okay, she talked about this. <laughs> Today she's trying to explain something. She had to explain it twice to each of us individually for me to understand what was going on. I had to explain it several times. Those were just the two times that worked. I'm taught my yeah, brain fell out of my ears. Today. I mean, I definitely heard it the first couple of times, but I yeah, <laughs> you could not expect you went somehow from understanding what I was saying yeah, I to <laughs> not <laughs> understanding it. I need to be explained. I blame Steph for that because she. <laughs> Confused me. That's fine. What we're learning is that I'm holding this all together. I have a strong influence. Okay, <laughs> I'm an influencer. And apparently I just overthink things. But back to business, because we have a very important topic today. We do. This is very near and dear to my heart's friends. So today we're talking about the one and only The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. And I fucking am so excited to talk about this. Uh, Umbrella Academy is based off of the comic books that were written by Gerard Way, who is possibly either currently or previously the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, depending on whether or not you believe they're still together. MCR never dies. His latest album came out in 2014, so I'd say that's like relatively relevant. Yeah, I mean... I'm willing to admit that I don't know enough about this the same way I would have when I was 14, so sure. I agree with that. I would say, I mean... If they're releasing even, like, their 10th anniversary edition, which we saw, that's still together to me. Someone's buying it. If you need an anniversary edition. Maybe I have known nothing about the music industry. But you know what else people are buying? They're also buying the comic books that he wrote. And because of that, they turned it into a TV show. Which is shocking. And the plot point of that TV show is that one day in, like, 19... I think it's, like, 89 or something like that. uh, All across the world, 43 random women who were not pregnant all of a sudden have kids. And those kids have powers, and there's this old crotchety dude with a monocle who wants to get, like, purchase as many of those kids as possible, and he gets seven of them, and he raises them in this house, like, the world's, like, saddest rich people orphanage in the world, mm-hmm. um, and he trains them to be superheroes to one day avert some kind of terrible event that he thinks is coming. They'll be heroes. They're, They're like, heroes. trained They're to be, be yeah. The Umbrella Academy is, like, an offshoot of X-Men, but, like, gayer. Much gayer. Yeah. So gay. Yeah, there's really... Because Ellen Page is in it. So, get gayer and also, like, a hundred times weirder? 
Like oh yeah, super weird. There's a chimpanzee that like exists. Never, it's never explained. No, he talks. That's not even the weirdest part. I mean, that, I'm just going from the first episode. <laughs> right from the get, when you're like, oh, the monkey talks and is wearing a suit. Great, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Also, is his name Hops? It's po- fuck you. It's Pogo. <laughs> and I'll have you know this disrespect. It is in fact Doctor Pogo. Okay. Done. He has a PhD. Thank you very much. Because um, he has a brain. That was implanted into his head? I don't know. I'm making shit up. You have no idea. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I watched this season one time. Not three. Uh, excuse me. Four. <laughs> three rewatches, which implies there was an initial Whoa. watch. So it's okay. been four times. Matt's neither of our skills today. <laughs> the crazy part is, from what I've heard from my friend that like really loved the comics way back in the day. She's also like, a huge MCR fan. She said that the comics were like... A billion times weirder, and yeah. they really, really tamed it. And I actually think so. I read because after I initially watched it, I read a bit about the comic book because I like to know what's different, and mm-hmm. especially because that tells me should I bother reading the source material? Is it going to ruin stuff? Is it going to be like significantly different? What's going on? Um, I think the changes that they made seem really good because I can't imagine being able to watch that comic book as a show and it being done in any way that makes a lick of fucking sense at all. No, like everyone is definitely very. We're probably getting a little bit too far into it, but like everyone's definitely like very nerfed, much more human. There's less weird shit. Yeah. The superhero costumes aren't like speedos on top of a leggy leotard. Let's just say we're wearing in the comics. One of them does, yeah. Okay. I think it would be normal if you watched like an, a weird eccentric anime for sure. I could definitely yeah, see but a live action, but like a live action, this definitely worked yeah. better. Also, so going into it, the main characters of the show are the main seven kids. They're the ones that um, the old guy, Reginald Hargreaves, uh, was able to adopt, purchase, whatever you want to call it. Um, They're the main characters. Each one of them have their own unique power. And in the comic books, I think the first thing to talk about is that they're all white, despite the fact that they were born everywhere all over the world. Oh, what? Um, But in the TV show, they, like, made an active choice to, like, put in some diversity. And honestly, the actors and actresses for them, I'm in love with them. Yep. It was a really good choice, made it much more realistic. It's still definitely, like, pretty white. But when you consider that it's got, like, first of all, Mary J. Blige is in it. Which I didn't realize until someone told me. Mary J. Blige in this show. Oh. She does such a good job. Her, her suit. Might have been painted on her body. I don't know. I like yeah. her bob. It, so tight. <laughs> like, it was great. No, it was amazing. Uh, what was I going to say? You liked her bob. Oh, yeah, her bob was her bob. Was I, also, but I didn't realize it was her. Just someone's like, did you know Mary J. Blodgett was on the show? I'm like, who is she? Yeah. And then I realized. She's oh. Chacha and Hazel, which Chacha are two side characters that are there for important reasons. There's so many characters. They're all very unique and very interesting. So I think we should go around first. Best, most interesting, our favorite character. Oh, I mean, Klaus. obviously my favorite one is Klaus. Klaus is my only favorite character. As you we are, know, I we're gonna have, we are gonna there are gonna be hands thrown during this episode because I watched this show and I fell immediately in love with it. And Steph is like, meh. I am. Meh. I mean, normally, I had to push myself to finish it. Normally, I don't mind. Like, even when you didn't like my absolute favorite series, I was like, you know Ooh. what? That's fine. It's not for everybody. I disagree with that Unc- Umbrella Academy. For somebody who watches the garbage television that you watch oh. and be like I had to struggle to watch it meanwhile you've seen every episode of like various Real Housewives but that's different that's a different expectation when I'm watching a fucking <laughs> drama I have different expectations and they did not get met with this show Two, well like the fucking the guy who has huge shoulders the astronaut what's his name why did he look so ridiculous? The gorilla man. Luther. He, Luther looked so ridiculous. I could never stop being like, why would they I make mean, him outrageous? That was the point, though. It but was, it was so, outrageous. But it's so bad. It I, just, I, I'm just like, this I, looks 
shitty. But this is the alternative because this is what. So this character is Luther. He's number one, ar- arguably. Um, <laughs> depends on who you ask. Which jokingly throughout the show, they make sure that you know he is not, not number, number one at all. <laughs> um, but in the comic books, his head is literally transposed oh, yeah. onto the body of a gorilla astronaut. I feel like I would have liked that better. I would have explained why he's so fucking huge. Because the serum that they used had Poco DNA in it. Oh, I, I, oh, I know. I didn't say it was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. He, he was, I will say this, horrifying to look at. Like, you took a really, like, attractive yeah. person and made him actively uncomfortable to look at with your eyes. And like, then, there were parts where, like, when obviously spoilers him and Allison are just like making eyes at each other and after she already knows about his hairy body I was like oh my god monkey DNA what was the expectation was I supposed to be grossed out that they were into each other because I wasn't I'm just like cool I think it goes back and forth so the guy that wrote the initial comics was saying that like when he wrote the comics when he was younger it didn't seem weird to him because they're not technically related yeah but he's like now as an adult he's like oh I guess they all grew up together it is kind of weird so I think it's your personal takeaway I admit there are some dynamics on the show that I like, but I don't think on a TV show you should ever have siblings be into each other ever. I think on this is gonna sound weird, but like on like a Western TV show like this, for me to watch it is weird. But then I'll watch like anime or any sort of drama. They're cousins. They're cousins, they're they're they grew up together like sister and brother, but aren't actually related. And I find it completely normal because it's a common trope. I actually dislike it. And maybe, again, maybe it's like a Western thing where I think there's, so if you follow like the fan of this and you're online for it, there's a lot of like, oh, but they're not actually related. They were raised as soldiers or they're siblings. So it's not, or they're um, adopted. So it's not like they're actual siblings. And I think underlying that is kind of like a gross idea. Like you're not actually siblings because you're not blood related. And also arguably in like the more Asian stuff that I watch that does this, they don't ever go into like their childhood. But with this show, you see them growing up together. As children. Yeah. You're literally watching two like 13 year olds make eyes at each other who are supposed to be brother and sister. But like the feeling I got when I was watching this is that they are in a boarding school and this is what is happening. So they're not a family per se. They eat dinners together and they have the same like mom figure but like at the end of the day I felt they were in a boarding school. And I think that's what most people are going for. And so I think you know what? It's not as creepy as other ones are. It's not Game of Thrones where like you're fucking twins. But absolutely creepy after he has the monkey blood because isn't that like bestiality? Right, that's the that's the content that I'm looking for here. That's an we could do penis? an entire debate about just does fucking Luther constitute bestiality, and I think that that would be a great episode to talk about <laughs> because, like, okay, so there's I don't want to give too much away, but there is an episode near the end where Luther meets somebody who is not in the family, and Klaus. We should probably go more into them, but Klaus makes like an excellent joke about. Her being a furry, and you're like, oh no, she like legit is a furry. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Maybe that's just his people. <laughs> He's found his place. Yeah. And honestly, you should look for romance outside of the, your family. Of your family. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think they're ever gonna fully repair as a family until they start seeing each other as brother and sister. So I can't see how that could ever actually work. Yeah. Also, Allison deserves better. That's what nobody's really I talking about. I agree. She was the strongest character. Allison was the strongest character. Uh, obviously, Klaus was the strongest Ugh, character. But then you had fucking day. Vanya, Vanya, which tear, tearing down, like bringing down that whole show. She was like, I could not watch her. And that's what was, was making me struggle think, through the show. It was definitely hard to watch her, but it's because you kind of know where she's going the whole time. Yeah. The whole time you know exactly where it's going to end up. You don't exactly know, but like 
You know the general direction yeah. of where she's going. I feel like they should have been hinting at what was happening in the past earlier than what they did. Yeah, I agree. I think they were very dedicated to the idea of the reveal, but yeah. it doesn't take a genius to figure out where that story is exactly. going to go. And they, had, they also had enough hints so that if you were just paying a modicum of attention, you would know in like the second episode that something was up. Yeah. Which, like, background, if you don't know, all of the seven siblings, except for Vanya, have realized powers. Or so you think. Or so you yes. think. And that's within the first episode, you know exactly where you're going with that. Yeah, you can, <laughs> yeah, you know where everything's headed. Like, none of it is particularly Like, if you gave me hints, shocking. I would have been more pleased. I mean, like, they, they, they did emphasized it, because they talked about her book about growing up normal with not normal people, and yeah. it's, that's like a huge, right there, that's like, oh, red flag. Yeah. There's also some minor stuff where, like, um, so Reginald Hargreaves is treating these guys like soldiers and, like, experiments, essentially. So he is watching them. And if you watch it, or if this is, like, maybe you've already watched it, which I hope, because it would be way, you get a lot more from this if you've already seen the show. Yeah. Um, when he is filming them, you see that Vanya is also... Yes. And she's also attached to monitors, and he's also filming her, which, like, why would he do if she wasn't Interesting. special? Interesting. Did not catch so there's my stuff, But they definitely should have brought it up earlier. And even, like, yeah. when he shows, like, when you show them fighting and stuff like that, he specifically doesn't want Vanya involved. Yeah, it's actively, like, it's, no. Yeah, it's actively not like, oh, do whatever you want. It's more like, you absolutely yeah. cannot. But there are some important Vanya notes that we have to talk about. One, her wardrobe was basically just Ellen Page's actual so wardrobe, weak. but a yeah. little bit like poor fitting. Like Ellen Page wears stuff that generally fits her. Vanya has never met a double XL she didn't like, and she's the tiniest person. She is shorter <laughs> than the 13-year-old, the yeah. real life, or I guess the real life 15-year-old that's you, on the show. You know what? No, it's really funny. When I first started watching the show, I had just ordered a bunch of sweaters, and I looked down at myself and looked up at her, and we were wearing the exact same sweater. Yeah, I buy that. <laughs> Did you keep your that taste sweater? is garbage? <laughs> oh, I love the shirt right I'm now. Wearing my beautiful mod plush. I just thought that would be a great. That would be a great. But I was wearing like this, like that brown sweater that I bought. Mm. <laughs> that I was like, this is not my usual color, but it's like a drab color that I want. It's like a baggy sweater. I was wearing that. She was wearing her baggy brown sweater. I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> Another important note with Vanya. There's all these jokes. That, like, in the show, she has a mini, like, romance with a dude. And they're like, guys, Ellen Page. Like, why would you ever have this character not be a lesbian if you're going to cast Ellen Page? But I or actually at least like to... Ace. Like, go you know, Ace. But I also like to argue, it has nothing to do with casting Ellen Page as someone, who, like, a lesbian who's someone who's supposed to be a straight character. It's that Ellen Page has never once had a romantic male lead that is not a crusty dude. Like, that's, that's what it is. It, I actually don't think it's anything to do with Ellen Page. I think it's that no one would be attracted to this version of this person ever. Yeah. Like, give her a hot man. Just, like, one time. It's like Michael Sarah and now this guy. That's I, true. That's true. so true. You know what? You can do better. <laughs> but don't give her any furry. Don't give her any furries. But also, <laughs> I'm really, I'm hoping that if there is a season two, uh, lesbian Vanya. Because the vibes. Yeah. Everything about her. You're like, yep. <laughs> I want it. Maybe the whole time it's Vanya and Allison together. And we just <gasps> didn't realize. It's not a sister relationship. <laughs> Guys, have you not been on Tumblr? This is no, everywhere. No, I have not been on Tumblr. The Vanya-Allison relationship I love. Like, there's dynamics with each of the siblings. But Allison, because Allison has gone to therapy, which she talks about in the first one, she's the only one that's actually, like, 
or she's well grown adjusted. the most and yeah. she's actually like slowly well adjusted enough to realize that like I should be actively trying harder with my family and like I fucking love that about the show like yeah. when she tries even when like in normal shows they'd be like well this relationship wasn't worth my time let me just stop here she fucking goes to the ends of the earth to make that relationship work and you're like that's what it fucking would be yeah. to be family. That literally is what it is. Yeah. One of my favorite lines is her, they're looking back at like the way they used to treat Vanya and how she was sort of always ignored and left out, which admittedly happened because, you know, their dad or whatever you want to call him was actively excluding her from things. So as kids, they also did the same. Um, she says something like she has a daughter in the show. Her name is Claire. And she's like, if somebody treated Claire like this, I'd be super fucking mad. Yeah. And that I was like, yeah, exactly. It she shows that like her being away from this house and being away from this family and going to therapy taught her a lot. And like she channels all that energy into her relationship with Vanya. And I liked that aspect of it, even though, and I stand by this, they did not feel like siblings at all because they actively called each other sister so much. Mm-hmm. And real siblings would never acknowledge each other as mm-hmm. a, like a relation in public. I do that, though. No, God, no. Sister? But I don't say sister. I, I call her sestha. Obviously. I'm so mad. Orphan I, black. I just call my sister Christina. Christina! Yeah. Well, I call my sister by, like, a pet name, but not, like, her actual name. We don't use full names. Don't call my brother anything. Actually, my sister used my full name once, and I was like, how fucking dare you? It's my business name. <laughs> it's my business name. Nobody calls me the party in the, party in the short form. Business in the full form. I love it. Uh, back on track to <laughs> the number one favorite character is Klaus. 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 Oh. The build up on Klaus's character though was beautiful because from the beginning you're like he's out of fucking control but it's sort of like a gradual build up. But you know that he's the best. There's something yeah. about the, so first of all who doesn't love a disaster, gay or pan or, or whatever it ends up being gay? Was it said what he was? I feel like he's just like a free man. He's just a free man. <laughs> so the actor, Robert Sheehan, called to, said that Klaus was non-binary and pansexual in like an interview, yep, which yep. I was like, great, everybody should say that. Yeah. But then like, depending on what you go with, he's only dated dudes, I think, in the show. Well, not I even mean, dated, we've only seen one. But we've only seen one, so yeah. it's hard to say. So I really like the idea of, like, pansexual, non-binary, like, all that shit on top. I'm like, oh, I love it. But basically, the first time you meet him, he's coming out of a rehab, and he's, like, cracking wines immediately. And you know, as he's walking out of this rehab, you're like, you're just gonna go back into the drugs immediately. Like, you know immediately what's going on. And you're like, you're my favorite. Like, there was something about his whole aura vibe that what's Robert Sheehan was again? playing him. He it's... can see the dead! Oh, right. I totally forgot. <laughs> but arguably, where he really, really won me early on... Was not even like the dancing scene, which is obviously iconic, but the scene where Chacha and Hazler are there and he is taking a bath. Oh, oh. and the, more dancing in that one as well. Yes. Oh, there's this <laughs> great moment where he is basically, it's like a meme. It's like watching like a two minute vine yeah. of like him being completely unaware of what's going on it's, around oh, him. Yeah. It is the most typical aloof scene ever, but yeah. you're like, it is so beautifully executed. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is it's ballet. Excellent. Where he, like, first of all, like I said, he won me the second I saw him because first of all, Robert Sheehan. And two, like, I knew what that character was going to be like immediately. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's a favorite because that always is. But it was actually when he puts on the skirt. 
Oh, yes. um, he steals one of Allison's oh, skirts yeah. and he talks about how like he's like oh it's dated but it's breathy on the bits but then that whole scene afterwards with the urn and trying to conjure the death like everything yeah. that he's doing I'm like I love everything you're a hot mess you can barely function and mm-hmm. it's perfect and you get in like the beginning you only get like little bits of him here and there but then suddenly you're in the, the middle end, of the show you have a lot and yeah. then at the end you're like Holy shit. Love him. And that puts him, because the best, most realistic sibling relationship for me is with him and my second favorite character, Diego. Oh, Oh, yeah. They have the most, like... What about Ben? Ben is... Okay, I count Ben. We'll get to Ben. We'll get to Ben. Yeah. I count Ben as part of Klaus so that I can cheat. Okay, fine. (laughs) But also, it's because of reasons. Yeah. Okay. But Klaus and Diego, for me, have the most realistic one because they're the only ones that feel like they've spoken to each other since they were younger. Or that they like each other. Yeah. They have that, like, perfect amount of, like, I am so constantly frustrated by your presence, but I also love you so much. Exactly, yeah. Like, there's this thing that happens constantly where Diego goes to leave and Klaus can't drive because he's a gay. And you're like, (laughs) excellent. Um... He can't drive, so he's always like, oh, okay, Diego, I'm coming with you. And Diego's like, absolutely fucking not. Like, I'm going alone. But every time Diego waits for him, oh. yeah. and I was like, and I was like, that's, so that's a bond! <laughs> that's a fucking bond! <laughs> the one of the best episodes is The Day That Wasn't, and that has, like, oh. honestly, 50% of that episode is just the two of them interacting, and so, so much good. of it is so I love so shit good. like that. See, that's a thing. I should love this show so much because it has everything I love. Maybe you should Crazy rewatch it. Maybe I do Crazy need to rewatch it. I'm just yeah. not in the mood. Yeah. Well, you guys are talking about it. I'm like, that was a good part. I don't know. Maybe I'm just <laughs> dead inside for now. <laughs> it is March. Because when the episode, when I first started watching the show, I had no expectations for it whatsoever. I actually remember seeing the trailer initially and despite loving everyone in it, was like, oh, there's no way this will be good. Because it had all the markings yeah. of like that kind of show you love, but not because it's quality. I was like, this looks like bullshit, but I'm going to watch <laughs> exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I, I saw the preview. I added it to my list so that it would be available when it came out yeah and when I watched it and then I had this moment afterwards where I had to take a step back and go okay was it actually a good show and then I was like no you know what I watch a lot of trash Mm -hmm. and I love a lot of trash and I know the difference between loving trash and loving something that is quality okay (laughs) I'm also looking at that's why I like you (laughs) but like I also found with that show I wanted to savor it like there were moments where I was like I have to stop myself from plowing through because I wanted to watch it like the next day and be like two episodes and be like like obviously for like the day that was and the day that wasn't I was like gotta watch those all together yeah absolutely (laughs) but like it was so fucking well done like I loved it yeah oh every moment of that so Diego when he first comes up onto the scene I did not expect so he's Diego's character his power is that he can throw anything and he can curve it yeah. So, like, if you're It'll behind him... hit the target. Exactly. If you're behind him, he can throw a knife and he can, like, swap behind you. In the comics, he also has the power of being able to hold his breath indefinitely. Whoa. Um, which is, like, whatever. Unless you are fighting people underwater. But still pretty cool. If you were gay, that'd be super useful. I My favorite line <laughs> is, like, when you think about what his powers are, you must think, like, oh, you'd be really fun at parties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And his whole thing is that he's, like, very, like, even when they promote him, they're, like, super bitter. And he's got, like, an angry vigilante vibe. So the first episode you see him in, he's doing his whole, like, Batman situation. And he's really mean to everyone, except for Klaus, who he has, like, his fun little bro relationship with. (laughs) Um, And he seems like he might be one of the adults. Like, he seems like, even though he's a vigilante mess... Generally, he has the ability to function. But he's a petty little boy. (laughs) He is. The first hint should have been the fact that 
they're all standing outside in the rain and they're all holding umbrellas because it's the Umbrella Academy. And I realized, I'm like, this bitch doesn't have an umbrella. <laughs> and it's pouring rain and his hair is like matted onto his face and he's like angry and he's yelling and he's one. just like fucking raining. And I had this moment, I'm like, one of two things happens in a situation like this. Either you don't want to follow your like fake dad's aesthetic of everyone having an umbrella or two, someone like Allison was like, oh, it looks like it's going to rain. You should get an umbrella. And he goes, Psh, it's not going to. And then like a little bitch, he had to commit to that even when it did start to rain aggressively. <laughs> so like that whole moment should have been the first clue that it was a mess. But where he really got me, where I realized that he could also not function and he was easily going to be one of my favorite characters is in the second fucking episode. I can't believe this happens. This motherfucker goes into his fridge in his shitty boiler room apartment that he, like, doesn't pay rent for because he mops the gym floor so he can live out of the boiler room. He goes into his little fridge, he takes out an egg, he cracks the egg on the side of a dirty sink, and then he fucking plops the egg yolk into his mouth directly, and then he swallows. And I actively had to rewind that to make sure I had seen what had just happened. I was like, that is single-handedly the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) And I love him so much because of it. Because what a fucking it like there's an episode where he's talking to Klaus and he's like, I can't believe you put that shit in your body. Your body is a temple. And I'm like, you motherfucker, you took a goddamn egg and you were like, no, it's cool, guys. And then just (laughs) yeeted it in there. I'm still not over it. Even now, I have so many like conflicting feelings about that. The dude that plays him, David Castaneda. Yeah. You should follow him on Instagram because he's shirtless a lot of the time. He Uh, has a nipple ring. And he's beautiful. He's so... He is beautiful. They're all beautiful. They really are. Uh, Yeah. I mean, except for when Luther has his His, Yeah, we don't talk about that. His face is okay. His normal body is fine. Yeah, Tom (laughs) Hopper is very attractive. He's looking tight. It's actually very impressive that they managed to take someone who looks the way he does and make him, like like I said, difficult to look at. Like, I was cringing. Ugh. So that, like, I love Diego. And then the next important one I have to talk about is obviously Ben. Yes. This will go into our Ben's The question is unanswered. What, is ben, what was Ben's power? Did we ever find that out? Yeah. Yes. The he tentacles. Yeah, no, not just tentacles. It's any monster. It. You said the whole last episode. I. Oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> Guys, I did I watch this? Who knows? He has the ability to basically cast any monster. Okay. No. Any, any monster. monster. Y'all are so wrong. Oh, my God. This is why oh. you have to follow things. He does what? not. Inside Ben's stomach is a portal that opens right. up to, to another dimension. Yeah. And it's oh, specifically, it's an eldritch monster. And it's crazy because in the comic books, Diego, who you'll remember can throw things and hold his breath, is called the Kraken, despite the fact that you have a character who has literal, literal tentacles coming out of his fucking body. <laughs> and his name is the Horror. We don't know how he died, though, right? No. That's and, an unanswered question, no. I would like. And even in the comic books, you don't know how he died yet. Whoa. It's a very, what? like, there's a lot behind it. The only thing that you know in the comics is that it's related to something that Reginald and Luther were doing, so people, like, blame them for the death. But the TV show would go in a different way. Um, but also, like, related to that, if you do not know, Klaus is the only one that can see Ben from can see dead people. most of the show. Do you think they'll find someone that can bring Ben back to life? I think Klaus would be able to, because, so, oh, yeah. more spoilers, at one point, Klaus meets God, or creation, whatever you want to, like, go with, and she's a little girl on a bike, which is a change from the comic books which had, like, an old white guy in a cowboy hat, like, an old white cowboy. And I was like, no. Little brown Mixed girl. Ed, little brown little girl. Little brown girl on a bike. Much better choice. Yeah. Um, and she basically tells him that she needs him alive so she can pick and choose. 
And that, to me, would assume that eventually he'll be able to bring people back. I definitely think they're going to go way further with the TV show than yeah. they did. Because the, I don't know. I don't think the comic book... The comic books are done, aren't they? No. They're not done? No, no. Uh, they're running at the same time. The comic books are oh. about two stories ahead. But oh. it definitely looks like they can go in very different directions. And apparently, um, Gerard Way has written out how he thinks the TV show should go in terms of, like, overall story arcs that tie in with the comic books and always making sure that the comic books are out before the TV show so you don't get that fucking uh, Game of Thrones nonsense. Interesting. I wonder if he'll adapt the comic books to be more like that. Because, like, I want that diversity, like... It would be nice. It would be nice. There's apparently, to the best of my knowledge, there's possibly only one person of color in the comic books and it's, like, an Indian guy in a turban and, like... Is in the comic books pansexual? Uh, I actually don't know. He definitely does sleep with a woman at one point. He, if he's not wearing, he can levitate. And he can levitate himself, he can levitate things, he can possess people. He is so much more powerful in the comic books than he is in the show. So I'm hoping that they'll maybe bring some of those other powers. Yeah, once he, like, stops the drugs. Yeah, maybe the drugs are, like, part of the... There's one point where, like, he's been sober for literally, like, 12 hours. And, like, Ben is the only person who can talk to him. And he says, uh, says, um... This is the most sober you've been since you were like a teenager, and I'm like, oh my god, right? How are you? How are you doing Fucked this? Up. He definitely blew people for that dope. <laughs> he's just the most interesting <laughs> of everyone. He's got the most interesting backstory. Oh yeah, except um, what's his name? The youngest kid, five. Oh, we five. didn't talk about yes. him at all. And five is one of the favorites. Five is It's definitely. important, right? Like, the dude that played Aiden Gallagher, who was, like, a Disney TV star or something like that before what? this. No idea. <laughs> crushed it as, like, an old man in a child's body. It was so believable. Like, the whole time I was like, I am amazed by this child's yeah. acting. Like, is he... I actually had to look up his age because I was not yeah. sure. He's 15. He's actually 15. Which, he plays 13? 13. 13 in the show. Physically situation? 13, mentally 58. But, and, like, believable. Like, what the fuck? Did this guy grow up with only old people around him? Like, he is actually an old person on the yeah. inside. And the general, like, spoilers around him, which really aren't spoilers, this happens in the first, like, 20 minutes of the first episode, is his power is that he can teleport from place to place, but he can also, if he goes fast enough, he can jump through time. And he was, a, he decided he was going to try doing it, and he jumped through time so much that he ends up, like, 30 years in the future or something like that. Yeah. And there's been an apocalypse. And he lives in the apocalypse for 40 something years. And then events happen and he does like this whole thing. With him and his wife Dolores. Dolores, also one of the best characters of the show. Found in a value village. (laughs) Bless. They met in a value village. Who knew it was so romantic? It was her blouse that caught him. She likes sequins. She does. What a gown. Uh, so that, that whole thing was really great. And just the way he played that character. So he eventually, he finds a way to come back to the time later than when he left, he comes back to, um, when everyone else is 30 and he, his body is 13. (laughs) But But, his mind. But his mind is 58. His consciousness is 58. What a time. He's such a little shithead. I want to like pinch his cheeks and slap him. Like, it was excellent. But at the same time, I was like, holy shit, well done. I, at one point he gets drunk and I'm like, oh, yeah. What a good, what a good everything. Yeah. He yeah. was definitely, I, for me, Klaus is more interesting, but he's one of the more interesting ones for sure. Yeah, he definitely has, like, a crazy-ass backstory because, like, a lot of the story comes from everything he does. Oh, yeah, there wouldn't be... Like, he's crucial to the main plot. Yeah, there wouldn't be one. Even though, like, 
this is always funny to me, but like things are going on without him that he's not noticing and he's just doing his own thing. If we can talk about a spoiler, like a big one, there's this time where you kind of realize that like he is integral to causing the thing that he's trying to avoid. Yes! If he had stayed away, what had happened might have never happened. Exactly. But he's so determined to make it not happen that he comes back and you're like, you actually- You fucked this up. You probably made this so much worse than it would have been otherwise. And there's something about that. There's something about the fact that he thinks he's so right and actually he's like- so responsible and so wrong in and so he's many ways. Such a shithead to everyone. He's like, I'm like a, a yeah. like a smart scientist, time traveling genius person that works for whatever. And you're sure. like, fuck off. And I like though that he was a little bit of a shithead even before he ran away. Yeah. It just like compounded in a very different way. Like teenage. Like he because he was alone for like yeah. so long. Yeah, like <laughs> he has got no people skills. But even as a teenager, he's got this little bit of a like, I can do anything kind of vibe. Yeah. Oh, but brilliant. it's so good. And then the only one left, because we don't, we should talk about Luther, but I don't know that we can talk about that much, is to talk about Ben. Yeah. I mean, we'll just leave that as, like, I want more. I need more. Yeah. Need more Ben. I I'm sure ben. that Justin Min is also like, yeah, we should have more Ben. Yeah, that guy looks, he's super cute. You should follow his Twitter. I think his Twitter handle is Justin H. Min or Justin Min. You should follow him on Twitter and Instagram because, first of all, he's actually fucking hilarious in, like, a yes. very, like, millennial way where, like, everything... They're, I think they're all around 30. He probably is a bit younger because he looks fairly young, but I'm not confident in how old he is. Um, but it was apparently such a secret that he was in the show that he didn't even tell anybody he was going to be in it. He told them that he was in Toronto, like, doing some, like, what? school shit because it had to be remain completely under wraps Why? that he was playing Ben. Well, in the comic books, Ben because is dead. he's dead for, like, a little while in... Even like oh, the and then he shows up. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's like a reveal that yeah, like this yeah. character is Ben. Um, I, I, it's like I never watched the show. It's, it's at all. really like you didn't. <laughs> and in the comic books, they don't talk about Klaus being able to see him. I don't believe. Oh, okay. So I guess they thought that like he possibly wouldn't be in the show. He's not oh. in any of the promotional pictures whatsoever. Yeah, I didn't notice that either. That's why yeah. when he showed up, I was like, "What the fuck? Who are you?" But he is so much fun. He's got like the one brain cell in the family, which is easy to have when you're dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say. A Ben Klaus pairing. <laughs> I think they're too. They've been like bros for too long, following each other around. I guess that's true. He's seen him at his worst. Okay? I, you would have like imagine following around someone like that. Like it'd be you so would've... fun. <laughs> it would be so. Fun. You know what? This right. There's this one scene where Klaus goes like, "We should probably stop that," but I also kind of want to see where it goes, and I feel like that would be anybody watching Klaus do literally anything. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. What are our final thoughts? You two go, and I will conclude. You're going to conclude this? I'm going to conclude. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> the most anticlimactic conclusion. Please, we'll see. please, Nat, you share. Well, my feelings, are, well, like, are we, like, rating it? What are we doing? Just say, uh, just talk about why someone should watch it. If you want to have a good time, if you want to fall in love with, if you love a good character story, and, like, just an okay plot. Like, the plot was good. It was made better by the characters. So, like, if you want something like that, definitely watch the show. It's fun to watch. It's easy to watch, I think. You can, like, binge it pretty fast, but you can also savor it. That's the type of, if that's the type of show. Basically, the show's for anyone. <laughs> anyone. Everyone can watch the show. Everyone should. Everyone should, I agree. My, um, so my thing with the show is I watched it pretty immediately just by happenstance. Mm-hmm. And I initially was not paying attention when I watched it. I just, like, put it on the background. Seems like it would be good. And then there's one particular scene 
where there's some music and there's some dancing and it's in the very first episode and it got me to my, I had this moment where I was like, oh, this is the kind of show that we're talking about. We're talking about the kind of show where this could happen. So I immediately became ride or die for the show pretty much no matter what, stopped what I was doing, started paying attention to it. And there was just something about it. It's hard to explain, but like as somebody who used to love things so much that I was like invested in fandom with it and it took over such a big part of my life I haven't felt that way in a really long time Mm -hmm. this show did and I think it's you're right I think it's because the characters and the actors who play them are so strong and like I'm so invested in this family and I want them to just be happy and I'm like stop having terrible things happen to you please like, I just want to watch them. I honestly watch them just hanging out. I just want to watch them interacting with each other. I love just, like, I'm just, like, thinking of, like, all, like, the random scenes where they're just all in, like, the main hall yelling at each other. Yeah. It's, it's. I oh. mean, that's the kind of shit I like. Yeah. <laughs> that, that got me. So, for me, this show is that kind of, like, if, yeah, it's that return. If you like fandom shit, the show yeah. has and, like, things. It's, it's like fan service without being with, fan service. I was just going to say, yeah. it's like fan service without, like, really catering to. Exactly. It's not like oh we had a show and then we're gonna put some things in to like bait you it's like no yeah. there's something inherently about the show that feels like fan service also filmed in toronto and hamilton so every so often you're like oh my god it's the elgin it's massey yeah. hall oh yeah massey hall i was just like what the fuck the elgin one got me because i'm like that's so close to where i live you guys were they so weren't near in your here. presence they basically were they were just running around while we were fucking doing fuck all and we didn't even get to see it. I know. And it was like definitely nighttime when they shot that. So I was like, fuck. Like, it's possible I was walking back from the mall, but also maybe I was sleeping in bed depending on the time of night. I don't even know. Final thoughts for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you guys have talked about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, it wasn't that bad. I'm but so the happy true we test like... will be if I watch season two. Because yeah. right now I would say it's like a yes, but I don't have follow through on TV shows, so come back to me in 2020, you and I will follow through rate. <laughs> I have a like I will drop a show like that. Oh no! If I watch season one, I'm usually pretty invested. No, for I will a while. drop it. You ha- like, actually that might be your life. I feel like I've only I probably mentioned this before. I've like probably only watched Gilmore Girls all the way through. Like, actually, that's you have the only that show that is insane. I, we had this exact same reaction when you said that too. Yeah. We're like, what I the have fuck do you mean? Follow through. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. we'll see. You're gonna have through watch... like the way you follow through with books. I I watch Misfits all the way through, oh, and that's, that's Robert Sheehan. There is something okay. He was only in one so season. I know two seasons. I know we no, did. No, he was in one season and an extra episode. He was in two seasons. Yeah, he was in more than one season. You're crazy. Really? Of Misfits, one hundred percent. Because when they switch them for four or five, that's not why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> um. To compound that off, Robert Sheen is a fucking gem. I love him. Every single time I see him again, I'm reminded immediately how much I love him. Even if he doesn't have his Irish accent, he is so cute. You should watch all the interviews with him. He's barefoot most of the time. Watch all the interviews if you want to get a taste of what you're going to (laughs) get. Yeah, that's fair. He's a guy, there's something about him that's just, he's, okay, first of all, he's now, I think this is the third time he's played a character that can see dead and or people that aren't there. So, like, this is the thing. People also, every time they have him, they keep putting him in baths. So, like, every director that's ever looked at yes. Robert Sheehan has been like, you should be naked and wet, sir. And, like, I think that's a great testament to Robert Sheehan in general. And he's just, I think he's got that kind of vibe where you're like, yeah, you look like, you look like someone that is just a terrible mistake, and I love it. It's a terrible mistake like this show. Oh! oh just kidding, just kidding. Literally, hands will be thrown. I, I think so it's not show. that bad. It's, it's, I would give it a 7 out of 10 right now. I'll give it way more. Well, that's my, this is my I'll personal rating. All right. If we're talking pure enjoyment, for me, it was a full 10 out of 10 in enjoyment modes because I loved it. If we're talking quality, you'd be like a nine. 
Yeah, quality for sure, 9 out of 10, and I'd probably say enjoyment, 10 out of 10. All right. But anyways, <laughs> thank you so much Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, tune in. When an episode comes next, we don't know. We're still working on it. Hopefully by the time we launch this, we'll be at a point where we're putting things out weekly, or maybe we just send this out early as like, a, by the way, we're still here. Like, yeah. Don't forget about us, but thank you for listening. As, we love you. As, uh, as I say on the back of our year. Did you hear that? Don't ever change. God bless. Hey. Have a great summer, guys. Hashtag. Stay cool. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) I'm very invested. I care about every single Netflix original. Because literally. She's looking for a job, guys. (laughs) Netflix, are you listening? Listen.